Okay, let's start our discussion of Parshas Naso, Tavshin Ayin Aleph, the unusual uh, occurrence of Parshas Naso before Shavuos, but uh, that's what we have. That's what we have this year. In uh, the first source, the Lubavitcher Rebbe points out that Naso is always connected to Shavuos on some side. Most of the time, it's the Shabbos after Shavuos, but this year it happens to be the one before Shavuos. But still, as we spoke about last week, the connections of Parshas by Midbar to Shavuos. So this week we get to do it again. Parshas Naso and Shavuos. It says Lubavitcher Rebbe in the in the opening point on the on the parsha, which he always called the name of the parsha. It was as a comment on why the how the name of the parsha captures the essence of the parsha. Parshas Naso was always read on the Shabbos adjacent to Shavuos, either after or before, indicating that the predominating theme of Naso is strongly connected. So, what exactly is the connection between Naso and Shavuos? Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Nevertheless, line ten. The giving of the Torah was not merely a formality whereby the Torah was officially presented to the Jewish people. It wasn't like there was a, an existence in the world that was pre-Matan Torah, and it continued after Matan Torah. Says Malbavitch Rebbe, everything changed. By Matan Torah, as was discussed a few thoughts last week, everything changed, the entire existence of the universe changed by Matan Torah. What was that? Rather, at Sinai, a significant change took place in the compatibility of spirituality with this physical world. As the Medrash relates, until the giving of the Torah, God had decreed that spirituality and physicality could have no lasting union. Before Matan Torah, there was Kodesh and Chol. There was Lamala and there was Lamata. There were two separate worlds. That was it. There were, there were, there were foils. There couldn't be a mix. And when the Torah was given, the decree was annulled. As the Tanfuma says, once the Torah was given, all of a sudden we have the concept of being Makadesh the whole, uplifting and merging the existence of Gashmias into a Ruchani realm. Naso, to uplift. That's what Maimon Arsinai did. That's what the Kabbalah Satorah did. It took everything that we have in life and uplifted it and made it. And made it special. As the Gemara says, there Rabbi Yosef once said, without the Torah, kama Yosef ikabashukas. I'd just be like another Yosef in the street. What does that mean? Even in the Shuk, even in the street, Rabbi Yosef's life was changed. It wasn't just in the base Medrash. He says, without the Torah, I'd be just another Joe in the Shuk. But now I'm a Rabbi Yosef even in the Shuk. Because my entire life is Nisa, is uplifted through through Maimon Harsinai. That is the name of the parsha capturing the connection to Shavuos. In the last paragraph, from this we can learn that the Torah was not intended to be limited to the realm of the academic or even the spiritual. Torah should affect us deeply to the extent that even out of ordinary, everyday activities become uplifted as a result of our exposure to Torah. The upper worlds and the lower worlds all merge and blend and we are all uplifted together. So that's what we're supposed to feel by the Hashem in a couple of days. On uh, Shavuos night, as we're supposed to feel every day, every day, but especially on Shavuos, on a national level, as we get into it with Parshas Naso starting us off. Okay, let's get to one of the mitzvahs in the Parsha. A number of major discussions in the Parsha. We discussed in the past, we're not going to focus this year on the story of Nazir and Sota, which are the largest uh, halachic sections in the Parsha. Let's focus, though, on one mitzvah that's learned out from this week's Parsha. Perakei Pasuk Zion. Perakei Pasuk Zion. Well, we'll start with Perakei Pasuk Hashem says to Moshe, Daber al-Bnei Yisrael, speak to, speak to the Jews, Ish o Isha, ki ya'asu mikol chatos ha'adam, lim ma'al b'ashem, if anybody does any avera, v'ashma ha'nefeshahi, and the soul is guilty, v'hisvadu es achatosam asher asu, they shall... Confess their sin. This is the source in the Torah for the mitzvah of vidui, for the mitzvah of confession. So we know we speak about it. Uh, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur time. The mitzvah of tshuva, the mitzvah of vidui. Where's the source in the Torah for the mitzvah of vidui? It's not in Achremos by Yom Kippur. It doesn't say anywhere there that you have to do tshuva. It's not in Parshas Emor by Yom Kippur. It says you have to, have to, we have to afflict ourselves and we're not allowed to do malachah. It doesn't say anywhere about doing tshuva. In fact, where does it say to do tshuva in the Torah? At the end of the Torah, it says that God promises that we will do tshuva. 
But where are where is the Sivui, the command to do tshuva, so that is not clear in the Torah. But what is clear is, in our parsha, the mitzvah of vidui. What happens if we sin? Vihisvadu eschata samasarasu. Vidui. And this is what the Rambam writes. The beginning of Hilchus Shuvah. Well-known Rambam. Rambam tells us in source number two, kol mitzvah sheba Torah, any mitzvah in the Torah, bein asei, bein losasei, positive or negative commandment, and either of the 248 or the 365, Im avar adam al achas mehen. If somebody violates, bein bezadon, bein bishkaga, even by accident, as we've discussed, what by accident? Why I need tshuva? Why do I need tshuva for my accident? Even accident. If I was on a higher, if I had a higher standard, you know what? I never forget to eat by accident. Oh, I, I forgot to eat today. I don't forget to eat because that's who I am. I can't go without food. So if, if, if it's really part of me, if I really have Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Summit every second of my life, then it will be part of me. I can't even do a shogeg. So even the shogeg is, is, uh, is worthy of tshuva. So it says the Rambam, Bebez Adam Bebishkaga, Kishayaset Shuva, Vyashem Echeto, when one does tshuva. Those two words have, much, have, have had much ink spilled upon them, thousands and thousands of pages of literature on those two words. The Rambam does not say... One is obligated to do tshuva. The Rambam says it as a background. When one does tshuva, one has to do the following. Is there a mitzvah of tshuva? Right, the Rambam says in some places yes, in some places no. Not our issue now. But the next line is our issue. So, when one does tshuva and one confesses their, and one does tshuva from their sins, the halacha is, they have to confess Shanamar Isha Wishakiyasu, as the Pasuk says in our Parsha. As man or woman, our Psukim in Parsha's Naso. This is confession. Vidui Zumitsusase. That is the Mitsusase right here, tucked away in Parsha's Naso. Mitsusase. Ketsa Misvadin. What's Vidui? The Ramam says the three parts of Vidui. Omer, Ona Hashem, Chatasi, Avisi, that's what I did. God, I did this. Number one, mentioning the sin. Number two, I feel bad about my sin. And I promise never to do it again. Those are the three parts of Vidui. The Ramam says each one is another acceptance of guilt and of changing my life. You know, each one of them, it's easy to do zero. It's easy to just feel bad without saying anything. And then when we force, sometimes we force our children. Say, you know, say, tell me what you did. That's already the first step. Right? To admit it. And after that is to say, I'm sorry. Why those two words are so hard. And then after that, okay, you're not going to do it again. Every step is part of the vidui. This is the mitzvah daraisa of vidui counted in Parshas Nasa. Wonderful. The question is, though, why is the source of vidui here? What Avera are we talking about? What's the Avera? Is it Avodah Zarah? Is it Gili Arayas? Which Avera does the Torah pick to tell us that vidui? You have to do vidui. You have to confess. The, which heinous crime is the to- does the Torah pick out of all 365? Which one? Torah tells us Gezel Hager, stealing from a convert. That's the Avera. Let's read the Psukim. If somebody doesn't have Avera, they have to vidui. You have to return the item that you stole. And then the Torah continues. And if he doesn't have, if he, he can't return it, what do you mean you can't return it? Why can't you return it? Because he died. So why can't you return it to his relatives? He has no relatives. So the parsha that is being discussed here is Gezel Hager Chazal tell us, stealing from a convert who logically has no relatives. La Hashiva Hashem I love. So who do you give it to? You give it to the Kahanim. You give it to the to the Kohen. Okay. Not going to get to why that is right now, but that is the Avera being discussed. So the obvious question is, out of all Averas in the book, why is it that Gezel Hager is, is uh, discussed? So one could say it's one has to work on the approach. Is Gezel Hager a ben Isser ben Adam Lachaveu or an Isser ben Adam Lamako? It's hard to put your finger on it. 
I was trying to look, do some research about this. On the one hand, there's been other you stole it, but he's not there anymore, so what are you doing vidui? Who are you doing vidui to? This is the source of it, you're vidui to Hashem. So maybe this is like an interface between a Adam Lamakum and a Adam Lachavero. Maybe that's what captures its uniqueness in a certain sense. The Shevan Atov, though, by Weinberger, quotes another idea. First, let's see the question. Line 5. V'lo nisba'er. De'im mitzvah's vidui shayach l'kol mitzvah's atov or l'kol tshuva. If the mitzvah applies to all, imkim loma bachar l'hotia mitzvah's vidui davka ba'ashem gezelo. So b'gezel hager. By Geneva and by Gezel Hager. V'yapti yesh chiddush. Yes, there's a chiddush here. They have to have sworn. Okay, but still, on a hashkafic level, why is Gezel Hager uh, chosen? Right, Rashi here says that we're talking about Gezel Hager. So says the Shem Anatova, thought that he mentioned, we must have mentioned this a couple of years ago, in a Parsha's Noach Shir. Says the Shem Anatova, V'nirin ma'od divrei harim. V'chidushi harim zisod. V'chidushi harim where we had this in the past was, why was the chait of the Dar HaMabal, why was the final straw, the nail in their coffin was Gezel. So Gemara says in Sanhedrin, And again, Gezel. Okay, it's pretty bad. It's not one of the Sheva Mrs. Benoach. It's not one of the big three. So what is it about Gezel? Or Gezel Aguirre specifically? So to answer both questions, says the Chedushi Arim, line 9, because Gezel captures all Averis. Every Avera that we do, every time we do something that we're not supposed to, we are using the kohos that God gave us improperly. He gave us tools and we're using it for the wrong project. Imagine an employee. An employer gives an employee uh, you know, supplies and money and Everything, here you go. He gives them everything. And please take care of this project. And what does the employee do? He goes out that afternoon. He goes out for lunch. And he buys personal things for his family. And he leaves the, he uses the supplies to make something else. Be fired. That's That's stealing. I gave you all these supplies to use for a certain purpose. Says the Chedushi Arim, every time I eat something... That's inappropriate. I say, Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave me the koach hadibur. Why did Hakadosh Baruch Hu give me the koach hadibur? Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave me the koach halicha to walk. Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave me the koach of any koach to wake up in the morning. If I do something inappropriate, that's stealing, stealing from God. I take the koach that Hashem gave me. And I use it to do something opposite His will. Gezel. That's Gezel. That's what Gezel. So why is Gezel picked for Vidui? Because Gezel really captures all of Eris. All of Eris is in a sense stealing from God what he has given us. And that's why Gezel is chosen. And that's why at the end of line 11, V'chein kol ha-tfila sa-zaka shalachai adam, the tfila zaka that we say of I don't know if you didn't like the vart. I don't know. Uh, I, thought I liked it. I don't know. Uh, Said the tefillah zaka that we say if we get to your, if we get to call nidre on time. Try a couple. The Mishnah quotes the minug of before call nidre. Not even though we said the whole litany of al chetz by mincha. There's a minug to be misvada right before yom kippur. That's why we have tefillah zaka. We have a couple of versions of tefillah zaka. So there we talk about we we enumerate every part of our body and we say you gave me hands to do this. And I used it for this. You gave me legs to do this, and I used it for that. You gave me a brain, right? That's what's so, so that. That's that's what's that's the message of that tefillah. Line thirteen. V'nech labazeh gamem ino osa chas v'shalom chait eliyish lo kochos nedirim umishtavish ben belyonim chilonim. Even if it's not actually an avera, but even if I don't fulfill my potential with it, it's still it smacks of it's abizrayu to geza. So that's why vidu is put right here. Because this is what captures. He doesn't explain why Dr. Gezel Hager. Maybe that you have to use the other thought that I mentioned. But at least Gezel, in a sense, and that uh, explains why here. And that's why the Dor Hamabo. And that's why we mentioned, he mentioned in the other context as well. That's why by Ni'ilah, what do we misvada? We don't say the Alchis by Ni'ilah. But we say, Hashem, please save us. Oshek also is a form of Gezel. Why do we focus on Gezel by Ni'ilah? Because that really captures uh, all of the others. Okay, related to Vidui, 
There is a uh, fascinating sefer called Tufcha Yabiyu, which is a lot of stories, psakim, vartlach of Rav Zilberstein, who's a son-in-law of Rav Yashif. Lives in uh, lives in Bnei Brak. So he quotes a story and a very interesting shaila on this pasuk. Doesn't really connect Dafka to Vidu. He does a little bit, but uh, just to quote you the shaila, it's a good shaila to bring up at the Shabbos table and ask, "What do you think? What do you think the answer to this is?" So my Shahaya, I gave it to you in source number four. There was a story of a Jew, of a Yehudi, rich Jew, who wanted to get a safer Torah written. So he orders it, he goes to a sofer, a sofer Neman, and he says, my father's yard site is such and such a date, and about a year from now, I want the sofer, I want the safer Torah ready. Here's the first installment. Pays him, pays him, he's paying him, pays him everything, pays him everything up front. Throughout the year, but before the sofer gets to the next stage, he gets paid. So everything is wonderful and good, and the yard site is at the yard site is coming, and finally, the sofer uh, is finished two weeks before. But nowadays, what is done when a sofer finishes a Torah? That's, this is regular um, standard right now. It goes for the computer check. There's a computer check that you put in, and, and you, uh, whenever anybody writes a sefer Torah now, you get it all on a disk. So you see exactly what was written, and is, is this a problem that's cropped up afterwards or before? But that's, uh, we check it by computer. We have that ability, Baruch Hashem, so you can mamish see everything, and the computer can catch, almost, you know, many of the mistakes. So this is what he did two weeks before, and the computer caught a bunch of mistakes, which any server would tell you is normal. That's what he says. Line 7. A few mistakes. It's an expert sofer, and these mistakes, every sofer, you know, not perfect. But what happened? He got the mistakes, he's fixing, he's fixing. He couldn't finish. He couldn't finish the corrections. The Thursday was coming, the Thursday was going to be the Hanasa Sefer Torah, and he's rushing and rushing and rushing, and he, he couldn't. What do I do? The guy paid me a year ago, he's given me all the installments, and he couldn't tell. He thinks to himself, what's going to happen? Hanasa Sefer Torah. What do you do about Hanasa Sefer Torah? You have a big simcha, you dance, you say Pir Karakim of Tehillim, you say your hallelujah. So what's so bad? So you're doing it with the Pasuk Sefer Torah. So you're doing it with a couple of mistakes in there. It's so bad. So he, he couldn't tell him. So he didn't tell him. They had a whole hallelujah, they had the whole, they had the whole simcha, wonderful. He didn't say it. So that was Thursday. Friday morning, the sofa goes in to the, gets, gets into the Torah, he's fixing, he's fixing, he's fixing. He came out finished. He couldn't finish. Two or three mistakes he couldn't he couldn't get. They, remember, they wouldn't have been mistakes without the computer. But now that we have the computer, you find out about it. He couldn't finish before Shabbos. So now what does he do? Now what does he do? They're going to use this Torah tomorrow. So what the sofer did was that he didn't tell. Him. He could he couldn't. The guy spent so much money and he used a great sofer and it was it's a beautiful Torah. Two or three. He couldn't tell him. They used the Torah, 11 aliyahs from the Torah. So, that's what happened. Moti Shabbos, he goes and fixes everything. Fixes the rest. Sunday morning, what's called Libo Nokfo. His heart, he can't, his, his heart's pulling him. He doesn't know if he did the right thing, the wrong thing. What is, what is he supposed to do now? He knows the halacha, we pass in Bidiyeved, that if you make a bracha on a positive for Torah, it's not a bracha of Atalah. That is why if we ever find chas v'shalom, if somebody finds a psalm in the Sefer Torah in the middle of davening, in the middle of lanings, what do you do? You don't start from the beginning again. Oh, all those brachas of Atalah. No. You start from where you're up to. Machok has shown him whether you can make a bracha on a positive for Torah. So we're machor l'chadchila, but not b'diyevet. So b'diyevet, if you're ready to lane three aliyahs, so you only get l'chadchila, we try to have seven aliyahs in the new Torah. Okay, but let's say you're in the last aliyah and you can't. So you don't. That's it. So we pass him at the end, if you make a bracha on a bunch of Torah, it's okay. But this sofer doesn't know what to do. He can't live with himself. So he goes to his overseer. That's who's writing the Shiloh. And he says, what do I do? So this is the Shiloh. What do you think? That's the Shiloh. So Zoverstein says, so you're going to think about it a little bit. You can stop the tape right now and take a few minutes. But if you want to know the answer, you can keep listening. So Zoverstein says, said to him that... On, uh, you can see the end of the story, line 24. He finished it. It's an unbelievably gorgeous sefer now. Now he's bothered. Right now, 
the Bala boss, the Ashir, has a gorgeous Sefer Torah. Right now he's a gorgeous Sefer Torah. So it came two, three days late. It was gorgeous. Nobody knew it wasn't gorgeous. But the Evan, nobody made breakfast on Matawa. But the Sofer can't live with himself. He doesn't know. He wants to make sure. He doesn't know. Say so yes, Rev, Rev uh, Zoberstein. And line 28. Horesi lo kamadrachim amar harav u'bechlal zesh yekabal atzatzmotainus. He said you should be misfad and you should, you should fast. Because it was a lachachila for people not to make brachas of Atala. Or not to make brachas of a post Torah. So lachachila should fast, but he says, let me though go ask my brother-in-law. Chaim Knievsky. Right, both the two, two sons-in-law of, of Rebbe Yashif. He says, let me go ask Rechaim Knievsky, the Bucky Ador. So he goes to ask Rechaim Knievsky, and Rechaim Knievsky says, it's a chashash gezel biyada sofer. The sofer had a deal with the balabas. You're going to have a gorgeous Sefer Torah from my father's yard site. I paid you in full for it. I, I, I paid you. We had a deal. You didn't fulfill your side of the deal. Yeah, part of the deal is that nowadays we do computer and so you didn't fulfill your part of the deal, says Rechaim Kanievsky. You have to go be misvaded to him. That's the connection to the parsha. You have to be misvaded to him and you got to ask him if he's mochel. Otherwise, otherwise you got to give the money back, says Rechaim Kanievsky. Line 29. That's what I paid you for. Does not say what happened, but if Rechaim Konyevsky tells you to do something, I don't think there's any way out. You don't go ask a second opinion, right? <laughs> oh, so that's the shy. That's what, that's, my, that's what I take out of this story. If we were the Gvir, what would be our reaction? What would be our reaction? Okay, right now I have a beautiful Mahudra Sefer Torah. Right, it's gorgeous. What am I going to get upset? You did the best you can. What am I going to hold? So that's that's something to think about. Doesn't say what happened, but that's that's Rechaim Konyevsky. What exactly is the uh, halacha in that case? And he says, Ulai, Chshash Gezel, Chshash Gezel Biado, just told us also how, how open we have to be and, and, and honest we have to be to make sure that everything is, uh, is um, clear and yasha. Okay. Back to Drush. Perik, hey, Pasig Okay, Pasig The end of this uh, <coughs> section that we were just talking about, first Pasig test. The Chol Truma Lachol Kachei Bnei Yisrael. By the way, we're going to have a couple of Shavuos verse at the end, also. The Chol Truma Lachol Kachei Bnei Yisrael. Asher Yikrivu LaKohen Lo Yiyeh. All Truma that goes to the Kohen should be to the Kohen. And then we have a pasuk that has bothered Chazal and the Mefarshim. What exactly is the Pshutah Shal Mikra? The next pasuk. The Ish as Kadashav Lo Yihiu. A man, his Kachim should be his. What does that mean? A man, his kachim should be his. Chazal tried to figure it out that, that the Rashi quotes a couple of shatim. Right? That uh, a man that gives to the Kohen, it should be his. So Chazal say maybe it means the more you give to the Kohen, the more you'll have. But the, the Pashas, what does it mean? Says the Chafetz Chaim. Source number five. Anyone, any activity we are involved in does not stay with us for eternity. Most things that we do in life, right? The supper that we ate doesn't stay with us until tomorrow morning. That's about it. Most things in life do not stay with us eternally. Virak in Yani Hakadusha. Shekayim begufo ba'oda b'chayav, dvarim shebikdusha, heima yilolanetzach ito b'chaburaso. All that we're taken with us are our holy sanctified acts. Halavai, we should be more and more involved. If, if my supper, I guess, was with proper brachas and proper kavana, I was eating to keep myself healthy, to serve our Kaddish Baruch Hu, that also stays with us forever. But that's what stays with us. Lobu moso yikachako, liyod acharav kvodo, as the Pasuk goes. So 
Sometimes things appear to us that it's going to be something that it's going to stay with us for so long. But really it's not. And it gives a marshal gives a marshal with items that, that stay or items that don't look like they're, they're going to be eternal. Marshal Adam remind five. A man had three friends. One was a great best friend. Ma'at. And the second one was what we would call a medium friend, an acquaintance. And then there was a stranger. A best friend, an acquaintance, and a stranger. Three words in English. All of a sudden, the man gets a message that the king wants to see him. And the Sarisei HaMelech Hivhilu. And quoting the Megillus Esther. They come and say, you got to come. The king wants to see you. He's like, what did I do? I need, my, I need connections. I need somebody to be towing for me. I need some defense. He's worried. Maybe, maybe people said things about me. You know what? I'm going to go to my good friend. He's definitely going to help me out. I'm going to go to my best friend. I'm going to ask him, go, you know, butter up the king before I go, before I go. Please, you got to help me out. He calls his good friend. And, sorry, I'm busy, I can't, I'm uncomfortable, I don't want to get involved. So the best friend didn't. So what can he do? My acquaintance also knows the king. So he goes to his acquaintance, goes to his neighbor. He goes, I'll go with you, but I can't go in with you. I'll walk you there, I'll go with you. I'll, I'll watch your bags on the outside, but I, I can't, I can't, I can't go in with you. Who am I? And finally, he goes to the third friend, who he didn't, wasn't Machshev at all, and he tells him everything that happened, and he says, Al-Tadad, don't worry about it, I'll take care of everything. And the third stranger goes and talks to the king, and Shalom al Yisrael, everything works out. Says the Chavis Chaim on the next page on top. The one that we love so much that we so take such take such good care of our assets, our physical assets. That's what we think we focus on. Are you going to come with me? Nothing doing. We leave it. We leave it. My mother likes to say. So to say this many times. So whenever we used to, we, I used to be with her, she passed a house, I don't know, a very fancy car, like a um, um, humongous house. She always used to turn and say, they're not taking it with them. She always used to say, they're not taking it with them. Right? Even, even you read these stories, and there was stories growing up, there was like, there was a new car, like, people who were buried in their Ferraris. You know, like, like they're, taking, trying, they're trying to take it with them. Not taking it with them. If you don't think that's their best friend, they leave right away. Who are the Oy Vasheni? Well, that's, that's, that's more, but that's, that's, that's relatives. They also are wonderful, but, you know, you know relatives, relatives can't do it anymore. What comes with us eternally? It's only one thing. Chuvo Maisim Tovim, line five. That's the only thing that goes with us. And we think, we think we are, and during this lifetime, a lot of times we don't think that that's our best friend. But really, Torah and mitzvahs and ma'isim tovim. Ha'ovim ha'yoser ne'emanim la'adam. Ha'lohim ha'kadoshav shalom. Those are his kachim. Ha'imi yu ito b'tmidus. B'tmidus. That's what lasts. V'yala'adam la'harbos ovim ke'elo. We have to try to get as many best friends like this as we can. So what does the Pasuk say? V'ish es kadoshav lo yihiyu. A man, his holy actions, that's going to be with him. Lo ye you. That's what's going to stay with him forever. That's what's going to stay with him forever. And then he even quotes at the end, and when it comes to money, you give it away to Kahanim, you give it away to Aniyim, we give it away, that's what's staying with us. And in the footnote there is probably, even though he just gave a marshal, the footnote, the Masil Melech, the Mepharshim on the Chavetz Chaim probably quotes, I think in the top five in terms of well-known Mishalim, so we all probably heard this marshal in third or fourth grade of to illustrate this idea as well. He says it in Hebrew, but I think it is, I heard it in yet the chicken schmaltz marshal. What's the chicken schmaltz marshal? He gives the story where somebody is very poor, and he says it's a whole long marshal, 
and he's very poor, he doesn't know what to do, so his wife said, go to this far off land in Africa, and please, I heard there the streets are paved with diamonds, and please bring me back some diamonds, and he goes, as we know, and he gets off the boat, and he starts, sees the streets are paved with diamonds, he starts filling his, his pockets with diamonds, and diamonds, and diamonds, he goes to the store to buy a soda, and gives a diamond, he's like, what are you giving me a diamond for? What are you giving me, this is, these are rocks. Now, chicken schmaltz, that's, now we're talking. So what are chicken schmaltz? What do you get chicken schmaltz for? You have to work for it. You have to work for it. You get some fat. As we know, over time, the story goes, as he stayed there for a couple of years, he starts forgetting in his own mind what the real value of items are, and he starts thinking that chicken schmaltz really is the, is the ultimate. And at the end of the three, four years, after he's ready to go back to his wife, he fills up his pockets with chicken schmaltz. And he gets back to the home, and he goes, he's like, honey, we're rich. He's like, what rich? You stink. I said, what do you mean? He says, he says, look what I have. And he gives her this disgusting, fatty, gross. She's like, you, you fool. What'd you go there for? He's like, what? Until he realizes what a fool he was. And he's gathering the chicken schmaltz all his life. And it's only because in the bottom of his pocket, he still had one little diamond left that he didn't even know was there anymore that he was able to live and he was able to survive with that little diamond. Says the Chavetz Chaim. That's the whole mushal in source number seven, but in source number eight is the Nimshal. So do with us. We see. We think. We look around. We're trying to gather all, all these other items, all these other um, things that we think is going to bring us value. But when we go back, we're in the African country right now. When we go back home, to, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We go back home and he's going to say, what'd you bring me? What'd you bring me? So let's try to make the Iker into the Iker and the Tafel into the Tafel. Okay, but that's all on. Ishas Kadashav Lo Yihiyu. Okay, moving right along. So we know the next two major discussions of the Parsha are Sota and Nazir. We will skip that for this year and we will go to the last couple of Sukkim in Ravi, which is Birchas Kohen. Birchas Kohen in Tell say to them. And then we have the brachas. And which Hashem, those who have the schus of living in Eretz Yisrael, get to hear this every single day, which is the um, the real ideal, the, the real mitzvah. The mitzvah, not just a zecher to the mitzvah. So focus on one word. Say to them. What does that mean? Usually, Amor Lahem. What's Amor Lahem? So Rashi says, Kimo Zachor Shamor. It's like Zachor Shamor. That's Amor. What does that mean? Says Rav Salvechik. Divri Harav. This is Rav Shechter's new Sefer in the back in the, in the Seder Aparshius. Divri Harav. That's the third in the, in the Nefesh Harav, Mipnini Harav, and Divri Harav. The third volume. Source number nine. Writes Rav Shechter. Venire, quoting this Rashi, second line. Venire lefarish, tehevdel yesh bein zachor lebein zachor. Gotta ask the grammarians among us, but this is the drush that Rav Shachter quotes. What's the difference between zachor and zachor? The zachor who lashin sivui lasos elapula musuyemis. If you have the shva, zachor means do do a certain action that's demanded. Zachor. If it would have said that, Zachar with a Shva, there is a mitzvah demanded once a week. Kiddush, Nikadesh. But now that it doesn't say Zachar, but Zachar, Zachar is much deeper than Zachar. Zachar means a continuous mitzvah. Zachar means an all-encompassing mitzvah, not just one action demanded, but something much deeper. He found a piece of fish on Monday. Oh, I'm going to save it for Shabbos. On Wednesday, he found a nicer one. He ate the first one. He said, oh, I'm going to save this for Shabbos. The whole week. The whole week we're preparing for Shabbos. And so too, like the Ramban writes in Parshas Yisro, that we should call the days of the week Lefim Minyanim Liyom Shabbos. 
Sunday or Monday. Right? Yom Rishon, Yom Sheni, Yom Shlishi. Sunday is after the sun god. Monday is after the moon god. Right? So all of them are kind of, we do it. But Yom Rishon, Yom Sheni, Yom Shlishi, that's a key of Zachar's Yom Shabbos, a Kancho. Every single day, that's Zachar instead of Zachar. Zachar is much deeper. Klomar, end of the paragraph. Shalom, Asiyah, Daitum, and Ashabbos, Meshachal, Shavua. Shabbos should be on our minds the entire week. Ukazeh, says Rav Shechter, if that's the true by Zachar, that's Rashi's, what Rashi compares it to. But what's our context? Sham Amor. Amor to the Kohanim. So what does that mean in this context? Amor Lohem. Ukazeh, Nero, Lafarish, Bekesh, Lomitzvah, Zbirchaz, Kohanim. It's not just that the Kohanim have to go up every morning and give Okay, that's it, finish. It's not, that's not where it ends. The Kohanim, who are the leaders of the Jewish people, who do the Avod and the Mikdash, and what do they do? Each Kohen works basically about two days the whole year, if you think about it. All the Kohanim was split up into 24 groups. They each work two weeks out of the year, but everyone was split up into six different groups. Different families work on different days of the week. So how much did a Kohanim work? They all worked on Yantif. Okay, fine. How much did they get to do on Yantif? No, not too much. So they worked probably for two days besides their own carbonas that they wanted to bring, which they could always do. Two days only. Well, they do the rest of the time. But they do the rest of the time. They sat and learned, and they were teachers. They taught Kohan Yisrael. So, so these were the leaders. So what's the message on Morlaim? They go up to Duchin. doesn't end there. Ela kalul bahach mitzvah pu'ula nimsheches. A continuous idea is required. They should always be interested in benching, in being Mavari Klal Yisrael, in doing what they can for Klal Yisrael. Throughout the day, just like throughout the week, we should yearn to Shabbos. So too throughout the day, they should yearn to be Mavari Klal Yisrael. I can't wait to Duchen. I can't wait to give HaKadosh Baruch Hu's brachas to my fellow Jews. And that's why... This is the only mitzvah that we have. By no other mitzvah do we have it. Because those are all Ava of Akadish Baruchu. But here it's Achenu B'nei Yisrael. The love of Kla Yisrael is part and parcel of the mitzvah. That's why he even quotes the Ramah quotes this. Why, big mystery, the Ramah has to quote a couple of opinions, why is it that when they don't duchin in chutz why is that very difficult? Maybe that's, they're not fully, he says, the Ramah quotes, they're more Torah than parnasa in chutz The Ramah quotes, okay. Uh, but only on yet that they're in a matzav ruach. But the message being that the simcha and the ava, that a kohen has to have a Yisrael, that is an open-ended, that's a continuous, and therefore... That's the sh- that's the amor compared to the zachor that Rashi quotes. One other thought: we're having it in pairs. We had two thoughts on vidui. Now we have two thoughts on berachas kohanim. So we had one thought uh, that we quoted just for, just quoted from Divrei Arav. There's another thought. The Gemara says in brachas on daf quoted at the beginning of source number ten. Chaf on base. The Gemara says darash rebi avira. Amru malachay asharis lavnekadosh baruch The angels asked God. There are a couple of questions in the Gemara that the angels were bothered by something. And they asked God, how do we know that this conversation took place? The Tanoim had connections. They knew, right? If, uh, they, 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 they could make golems, they could bring baskols, right? they could uproot trees if they wanted to, so they could, they could do Tchies HaMesim. We know the story from uh, the Purim story. So, okay, so they knew this story. So the Malachim Yat HaKadosh Baruch it says in the Torah that you don't show favoritism to anybody. Or one is not allowed to show favoritism if you're a judge. And yet you show favoritism. Hashem will favor you. So God, how can you show favoritism to the Jews? Hashem answers them. How can I not show favoritism? After all, Shekasafti lahem b'Torah. I wrote. I dictated the motion in the Torah. V'yachalta v'savate v'rachta z'Hashem alakecha. You must bless me when you are satiated. The only mitzvah daraisa. Besides, maybe birchas haTorah. But v'yachalta. You only have to bench me when you're satiated. V'hei medakta g'malatzma ad kazayis v'akabeitza. 
They eat a kezayis of bread, they bench. They go above and beyond for me, so I go above and beyond for them. Adkan divrei hagamara. The Shiloh that's asked is, he quotes this from the Grah, the Shiloh of the Grah, out of all the Chumras that HaKadosh Baruch Hu could have commanded, could have answered the, uh, the angels, HaKadosh Baruch Hu could have said, B'nai Yisrael do this Chumra, B'nai Yisrael do that Chumra. Why this one? Why this one? What about Hilchas uh, Nida? Chumra upon Chumra upon Chumra. What about other other areas? Dafka, this one. Dafka, this one. Why Dafka benching? So says the Rina Yitzchak, Rav Yitzchak He says, if you look in the Medrash's version of the story, then answer it. It adds a little detail in the Medrash version of the story that the Gemara version does not have. The Tanchuma tells us, line 12, Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kishem Shehem Nosim Lipanim, Apani Nosim Lipanim. Just like they show favoritism for me, so do I to them. Ketzad, Kasafti V'sarasai, V'yachalta V'sarasai, V'yachalta And this is what's added in, V'yadam Yoshev Hu Ubanu V'bnei Beso, And a man is sitting at home with his family, V'ein Lifneim Ketesova. And they don't have enough to satiate themselves. The cupboard is bare. All they were able to eat is the kazayas. And yet they bench anyway, even though they don't have enough. And they still bench. Happens sometimes. Just a couple of weeks ago when I was in Chuslaritz. So on the way back, you know, sometimes you get a roll on the airplane food. You get a roll and you get the food. You have no idea what's in it. I happened to wash before I opened it up. So I had a bite of the roll, and then I opened it up, and it was not, it was not to be eaten, let's say. Not to be eaten. With all the packages, and all the packaging, and all the freshness. So what I do, I had a little, I had a half a roll, and that was it. And that was it. I didn't bring any food. That was it. If I would have had my kids with me, I would have had a lot of food. But, you no, know, no food. No, just farm. Anyway, so, so I, I benched. I benched. I had a half a roll, so I benched. Nothing else to eat. Alright, so what do you do in that circumstance? I wish I had more. Our normal reaction isn't, thank you so much for the kezayis. It's amazing. Or in the more extreme case, where somebody mamish doesn't have the money, doesn't have food in the house. What's the normal reaction? HaKadosh Baruch Hu alludes to it in his medrash. Hari Mavur line 4. Me'atan Chuma. She'akadosh Baruch Hu ain't anosim panam l'b'nei Yisrael b'mah v'zeh l'chut sh'machmir v'la'atzvan. It's not stam chumra. But it's that what should be the normal reaction in this circumstance? The normal reaction is not to have a karasatov. The normal reaction is to look at the cup half empty. The normal reaction is to get angry. How can you do this to me? And yet we don't. Yet we're makritov on what we have. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, I'll take that. They thank me even though they could get angry. I'll show favoritism to them even though I could get angry at them too for many things. That's what he says. Mida, can I get Mida line 9? Sheba Neisal nosim panam ha-Kadosh Baruch Hu. Kadosh Baruch Hu nosim panam li-Yisrael. V'hinei kishayin la-Adam kadei sviya b'bayis b'dera klal u-Misraim u-Kawais la-Kadosh Baruch Hu. Ava klal Yisrael kofshim kasam v'nosim panam ha-Kadosh Baruch Hu and then mevarech even though they um, do not have everything that they that they need. So that's the parallel to Yisra Hashem Panam It's not Stam Chumrah, but it's specifically that Chumrah. That's what the Rinas Yisra clues us in for. Okay, one final point related to the Parsha, and then we'll have a couple related to Shvuis and Yerushalayim. We have the second half of the Parsha, as has been spoken about by many. The second half of the Parsha talks all about the Nesim. Over and over again, we have the same Sukkim repeated. Every Nasi, the Chanukah Samizbeach that took place starting Rosh Chodesh Nisan, every Nasi brings every type of carbon, Ktores and, Ash, and uh, Ola and a Chatos and a Shlamim and a Mincha, everyone. The Ashim's not there, the Ramban says it's included in Chatos. All the Karbanis. Nachshom and Aminata brings it, Nasala Ben Sur brings it, every carbon over and over again. And the big Kasha that every Sefer on Chumash asks is, why the repeat? Just say, and all the Nasiim did the same thing. So we've spoken about various answers in the past. Maybe each one to emphasize they each did the same act, but they had different kavanas. Instead, the uniqueness is the kavana. Maybe it's to show the humility that even though somebody did this yesterday, I don't have to do better than him. I'm doing the exact same thing as him. Another answer is given by the Darkie Musser, Rav Naiman, source 11. Quotes this from the Saba from Kelm. 
or the altar from Kelm, depending where you are from. What do you call it? The altar of the Saba. Shamati line 8. B'shem HaSaba Mikel Maran of Simcha Zissel. Tamach why the Torah was marich and quoted all the Nesim. Ki at Torah Ratzalolam Deinu the Torah wanted to teach us. She'im Rabim Osim Mitzvah. Afapi she'im Rabim Lomendabrim B'shamayim Mehaklal El Asmechim Im Kolechad Ve'echad Kilu Hu Yechidi Ba'olam. Even if many Jews are doing a mitzvah, and of course there's a concept of Barovah Mahajus Melech, there's a great, tremendous uh, glory of God when many people are doing a mitzvah, but the Yachid's love that is caused in Shemayim, that a Baruch Hu looks down at every individual and says, you're doing what I want, you give me nachas ruach, unbelievable, I have tremendous love for you. That is never diminished, and it doesn't matter by how many Jews are doing the same mitzvah. And he explains, it's not like a father or a mother where if there's one child and that child gets all the love. If there are six children, the love, yes, there's love for each child, but there kind of has to be a, a less of a focus on each one because there are a number of children that need the attention and the love and the priorities of the parent. When it comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, says Rav Naim, the Daki Musar, it's, it's not, it's, he's, he's not human. The fullness of his love is on every one of his nivra'im. A concept that we can't fathom. The love and the, and the focus that a Kaddish Baruch Hu gives whenever we do a mitzvah, it's, it's individualized. That's Hashkach HaPratis. That's the love that a Kaddish Baruch Hu gives each person. He says, line 14, Ki ha'adam mugbal b'mitas our love is limited. It's just because we're human beings. It comes up in time. It comes up in 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 just uh, just how, how one relates. But Kaddish Baruch Hu, he believed vol ubelitachlus. We can't fathom that. Every one of us is God's only child. Just because there are others doesn't mean that I'm less. Every Nasi brings his own carbon. Every Nasi represents every Shevet. Every Shevet represents every Jew. That's the message. Every single Nasi brings it and it's the same exact thing. It doesn't matter. Kaddish Baruch Hu's love for each one of them is, is infinite. Is infinite. And then he even quotes, he says, maybe that's the Pshat. The deeper idea, he quotes in the Hagdam of the Evan Azel, Verevisa Zalman, line 26, he writes in the Hagdama, the unbelievable safer on, on the Rambam, he writes, after I wrote this, I saw that some of the Chidusha that I had appear in other Sfarim as well. But he says, I don't have to quote them though, because I thought of it myself, and I also, not saying it out Gaiva, but out, this is, this is my Chidush also. I don't have to say, I quote it from him. I can say at the end, sometimes you find that by the acronym. And they'll quote a whole chedesh, they'll say, Samachti Libi, that I found it in the such and such a safer afterwards. That's fine. Obviously, they've got to be honest, they can't plagiarize and write the whole thing that they found, like, oh, Baruch Hashem, I found it in so and so safer. You know, that's, that's you got to be honest. got to be honest. But he says, maybe that's the deeper meaning here. Kodesh Baruch Hu loves me, my chedesh too. You know, I also have that direct connection to Kodesh Baruch Hu. Not in, in a gaiva, or if Zaman wants to gaiva, chas v'shalom. But it was, it was in the sense of every Jew has that special connection to Kodesh Baruch Hu. And that's what's emphasized by the Messiah written over, the, the Nesim written over and over, over and over again. Okay, so that's the third answer, the two that I mentioned quickly, and then this answer of the Darkimus. Okay, let's have two, two ideas related to Shavuos now, moving over to the Yon of the Yoma. Two ideas related to Shavuos, and then we'll end with one thought related to Yerushalayim for today's Yom Yerushalayim. So first two thoughts related to Shavuos. One more sharp, and one more inspiring. In Elohim Moadai, which is from the set of Akras Lashavah Zonik, he quotes that in the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah, talking about Shavuos, the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah, we say, in line one, or in the bold face, Ubrios Bracious Chardumimeka, all the creations of Bracious feared you. Bihi Galoscha Malkenu Al Harsinai, when you revealed yourself on Harsinai. So we say that, we've all said that many times in our life. Bigaloscha, twice a year, in the Musaf. Bigaloscha, Malkin, when you revealed yourself on Arsini, all the creatures were scared. So we usually probably have Kavana that people. Right? We were all scared. We were all scared because of 
But did we ever think about why our Sinai? We don't focus. It's really, what are we focusing on? We're all scared because it's Yom Adin. But what are we saying? We're saying, when on our Sinai we were all scared. And what does the, what does the tefillah say? It doesn't even say people. It says all creatures. Brios gracious. What does that mean? All the animal kingdom. Why were the animals scared? It was just what? It was just an awesome event that nobody knew what was going on. Even the animals sensed something. Okay. Might mean that. But the Malbim says, maybe a Gemara could help us out. The Malbim says on line 5, maybe we can look at the Gemara in Erevin Dafkuf. The Gemara in Erevin there tells us the words of Rabbi Yochanan, She'omar, Ki'omali lo'nitna Torah. Even if the Torah had not been written, there were certain derech eretz, messages, hashkafis, that we could have learned from the animal kingdom. We would have learned the concept of sneas from cats. Gezel minamala, we would have learned not to steal from ants. Arayos miyona, because yonos are monogamous. Viderech eretz mitarnago. We would have learned all of these Torah concepts from the animals. Says the Malvin, and then the Torah is given. So what are the animals thinking to themselves? What purpose do we have anymore? Kodesh Baruch Hu gave the Torah. So, that's it. We were good for 2,448 years, but now, there's no purpose for us now. We're going to become extinct. God doesn't need us anymore. They were, they were saying, we don't have any Tafkin anymore. Nothing to learn from us. That's why they were scared. Kamash Malana Kadesh Baruch kept them in the Bria. Obviously, there is a deeper reason for every single creature in this universe. Yes, we could have learned items from nature. Maybe HaKadosh Baruch still wants us to learn those messages from nature and not just from the Torah. Or there are deeper ideas behind these uh, every, every uh, unit of creation. One idea related to Shavuos. The other is from Rav Avram Shor in Lekha Valibuf. So it's 13 on the back. Gemara tells us of Mesecha Shabbos, top right, Shabbos Tevav, that's the Sugis of Maimar Arsina, Nasev Anishma, Kabbalah Markagigis. The Gemara there says that Moshe Rabbeinu waited a day before he gave the Torah, gave the instructions before Kabbalah's Torah. Yom Kamalo Amalahu Vlomi, Dui Mishim Choshudurcha. Because we were exhausted from the trip. We had jet lag. So Moshe Rabbeinu waited a day in order for us to catch our breath. In order for us to, you know, to be a little more into it. The Hikshu, I'm a Farshim. The Mepharshim, may I say, Rav Shor, Hello, how you live in Israel? They were tired. Didn't they have Ananiyah covered around them? There was no jet lag. There were no potholes. There were no mountains they had to go over. They were Ananiyah covered. And what does it mean? Line six here. Beat some Kedarki Amalachim. Rebut Amitoseya. They were basically on flying carpets. What does it mean? They were weak. They were tired. The destiny of the world had a way today because Klai Yisrael were tired. What does that mean? And he says, if you even look in the other Svarim, he quotes the Shemi Shmuel. So who was tired? It were the ones that were spit out of the Ananiyah Kavit. That's who it was. It was the sinners that had to be on the outside. So they were tired. So let's think about that now again. That's who Moshe Rabbeinu was waiting for. He couldn't do Kabbalah Satorah because there were 3% of the Jewish people that were on the outside of the Ananim. Who were these guys? What, these were not the, the, the Gdole Adar. And the whole world's destiny had to be held in abeyance. Yom Hashishi. We still didn't know if the world would still exist. Until then? What was the delay for? Said the Lakakvalibov, what's the message for us? The The entire universe waited till that sixth day. We could have had my mercy a day earlier. So how can you wait for a couple of shlamazels that were outside that weren't even doing anything? That weren't the greatest of the Jewish people. You know what you see from here? Every single Jew 
has their chelik in Torah. And every single Jew needed to have that Kabbalah Torah on our Sinai. Doesn't matter if it was Ramosha Feinstein or Maishala the water carrier or anybody. Every single Jew had to have that Kabbalah Torah, and if there was one that couldn't, it had to wait. We each have and had our own chilek. Hashem didn't want to be mevater on one neshama. We have to realize this even counts for the people who are outside the Anani Akavid. In our day and age, many of our Achenu B'nai Yisrael are outside the Anani Akavid. Whether they're within the Orthodox community or outside the Orthodox community. They're out of the Anani Akavid. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is waiting. Kabbalah Satorah. Kabbalah Torah, he needs every single Jew. Or even ourselves, continues the Lekach Valib of line 35. Sometimes we feel like we're on the outside of the Ananea Covenant. We don't feel inspired. We're in a funk. We're in a, you know, we're just in a daze. We're going through and we just get into these moods. Not just when we're in school, when we're Talmidim. But you wake up some days, we're not, we're not inspired. So we feel like we're outside. Kodesh Baruch is waiting for us. Can't be Messiah. Kodesh Baruch Hu knows. There were Jews outside the Anna Covenant. There were stages of our life that were outside of the Anna Covenant. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, Don't worry, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Kabbalah Satorah. Line 42. And we think that we're trying to be Osik and those who are outside, that's going to be Mafria? No, no, no. That, that, that's all leading up to the ultimate Kabbalah Satorah. The top of the left side. There's nobody in life that always feels inspired. Nobody. We always have better days and less better days. We feel close to God and we have better Shmon Asrays and less better Shmon Asrays. We have better benching. Than... So that's part of life. But we have to realize that Kodesh Baruch Hu has Rachmanis. He's waiting for us. He's waiting for us to come back in. Once we come back in, then we can have another Kabbalah Satorah as we can be Zochet to every single day. That's what we have to be remember as we prepare for Shavuos. One final point. Related to today's events, Yom Yerushalayim, the tremendous Nisim and Eflaz that Kaddish Baruch Hu did for us. I might have mentioned this in uh, other shiurim. I don't think I mentioned this in uh, Yerushalayim context, but for sure in Yerushalayim shiurim, it's uh, a thought that I mentioned last week in Shul. And that is, we know there's a rule that by every bracha in Shmona Esrei, the Gemara tells us that we have to end the bracha with a sum-up line about the bracha. So for example... Ki kel melech rofe Yisrael. The line before the end has to be a summation, right? It always works. Every bracha in Shmona Esrei has a sum up line right before the end that captures the essence of the bracha. There's one that seems difficult. The bracha binyan Yerushalayim has as its last line Malchus based David. Asks the Bach, great Nosei Kalem on the tour, source fourteen. Ask the Bach, son of David is the next bracha. David is the next bracha. What is he jumping into this bracha for? And that is why the Bach quotes, and this is the Minog of some, the Minog and, and some Svartim have this Minog as well, that they switch the last two lines. They switch it, the last two lines, because of this reason. Because this is the Bach of Yerushalayim, you've got to switch it. Says the Bach, I don't think you have to switch it. Says the Bach, David Melech has his own Bracha too, yes. But Yerushalayim... And David HaMelech, that's one theme. Because Yerushalayim is not Bibinyana until we have Malchus based David. So it's all one theme. Line 13. Abba Yoradarko, Shepakashas, Vakise David, Meheira Lasochatachin, Hu Me'ain Brachazu, Shemevakshim, Sheyibane Yishlaim Bekarov, Kedesha Kise David, Meheira Vadokh Yishlaim Tachin, Klomar, Sheyanchi Lasino Akim Lasorkavo, Anthony Barkash Barakhu. Malchus based David, Yerushalayim, it's all the same idea. So of course, 
we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for what He has given us and for everything He has given us. As we said before, we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu on a Kezayis. We're not satiated, but we still thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's why we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu on the Kezayis. We thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we have the schuss to go to the Kotel. We thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for everything that He has given us. But we know that there's still so much that we don't have. As we dive in, the assumption, the, what's behind the bracha every single day of the Yerushalayim is that we still, we're yearning for Malchus based David, because that's the ultimate Yerushalayim. That Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu should bless us, that we shouldn't have to just be Zochan, be Barachan HaKazayis. We should be satiated. The Yechadav HaZavad HaVirachto. We should reach the level and the stage of history that HaKadosh Baruch Hu satiates us with all, with all the brachas and Yerushalayim Bivinyan. Uh, next week, we got to figure out what we're going to do with the shear. Got to figure it out. Got to, Wednesday night's not going to, well, it's Wednesday night, it's Mosai, but uh, we'll figure, I'll, I'll put out the email to let you know. If I could do it on Sunday or Monday, if not, maybe Thursday, maybe it'll be Thursday if we can. We'll see.